Hello, and welcome to the Viva podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us. You said that so slowly and deliberately today. Did I? Yeah, like you really want people to pay attention to Just, the fact that you yeah. are Jarrell and this is the Viva podcast. <laughs> and we're going to take our time. Apparently. We're taking our time today. It's raining as we're recording this. It's slow. It's not like you were introing like those old smooth jazz stations that used to be uh... on the radio. Do you ever, you remember what I'm talking about? Like that was like nope. jazz. Really? You like I've never, I knew, I knew of that, but I never actually heard them. Yeah. It was a very similar voice as the guy who used to say smooth jazz. <laughs> and it was like very like deliberate and relaxing. Like you're going to slow down now. Right. I mean, no it's more, very much my lane, but no more know. speed, like no more crazy. Just <laughs> right. listen to some jazz. Right. <laughs> that was unintentionally a really good segue like speaking of things that are old oh, wow i'm just saying those radio stations are like 25 30 years old right like this is not what was the last time some do people listen to the radio anymore yes rachel do they really people who have cars listen okay, to the radio stop it i've been in a car several times <laughs> in recent memory and like we don't put the radio on no the radio people... is like the default when like oh no every electronic device i own is broken or missing i guess i have to listen to the I, radio i don't think that's true for people who drive in cars regularly like cool. internet radio is also a thing okay like, but not, that's different. no no no, no right. not like or satellite radio yeah like serious radio yeah than like the radio right but people listen to both are you sure i'm pretty sure right, we're gonna take a poll of like we're this is this would be a good man on the street interview like do you listen to the radio right and why um when you can choose your own music the radio was essentially like when you had to let other people choose your music for you because there was no technology that allowed you to listen to your own music and make your own life choices Sure, but they're also like programs, like there are themed programs or like educational programs that happen on radio. I think you're dating yourself, which is very timely for this podcast episode. But like, I don't know that the youths are listening to the radio. I mean, they're probably listening to satellite radio. But that's not the same thing as like the radio. (laughs) Anyway. You might be able to tell by now, we're going to talk about aging slash things that are old and dating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who remember when we listened, used to listen to the radio proper, mm-hmm. fears around aging may be coming up for you or maybe have come up for you in the past. And we want to talk about that. We want to talk about why we view aging as something to be feared. And we want to talk about why maybe it shouldn't be. I'm putting that in asterisk because for some people, you know, maybe they have a really valid reason for fear of getting older or moving into the next stage of life. But we're talking really generally where Mm -hmm. in society, before you're like old enough to really even be considered aging, you're taught to fear getting older. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the cutoff is like 25. Like after 25, people start to get like really iffy about birthdays. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah, there's a grace period because- there's a look forward to aging until right. at least until 21. And then, you know, maybe like, yeah, 25, just like make for most people's like starting a career. Um, yeah. 
My yeah. original thought was 21, but then I was like, no, because I think like then in your early to mid 20s, you also are excited. But For then sure. I feel like after 25, like the first like quote unquote dreaded age is 30, right? Like yeah, I think so. Panic mode sets in for the first time at 30 mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Okay. So after 25, if you happen to be older than that, you may have gotten the message that aging is not okay. So Jarrell volunteered to put himself on the spot because he just had a birthday. I did. I I just had a birthday. And so, you know, thankfully I'm a year older and that that essentially just captures like my personal feelings on the matter. To me, I, I kind of always had this idea of, um, I was always always excited to be older and mainly because <laughs> I was one of those kids who was always described as an old soul. And so like in my mind, I've probably been a smooth five years older than my actual body, like perpetually. And so for me, getting older was always this really exciting thing of like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to be like when I'm 16. I wonder what I'm going to be like when I'm, you know, 20 or whatever, whatever. And so that's always kind of in my perspective. And especially after the past couple of years, um, dealing with the pandemic and all that sort of stuff, it kind of really solidified my belief personally that like aging is a privilege. and I don't know. I kind of relish it. Like I also started graying when I was 13 because it's genetic. And so I've always been a fan of that. I'm like, oh, and so obviously as I've gotten older, there's more. And yeah, I, I kind of see it as a privilege. And so to me personally, it's always been a bit foreign uh, for people who feel very strongly, negatively strongly about aging. But I understand it because it's so prevalent. Like so many people really hate the idea of aging and fear what comes along with it. Yeah. I really like what you said, where you mentioned that it's, you're thankful that you're another year older. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that has become really salient for me over the last two years, Mm -hmm. because obviously we've lived through our living through a pandemic. And for those of us in New York city, like we really came face to face with the idea of a lot of people dying in a short period of time. And it felt very random Um, Mm -hmm. if this was obviously for those of you who don't know, for whatever reason in March, April, 2020, New York city was the epicenter of the pandemic. And this was before vaccines, before treatment, before anyone really knew what the hell was going on. And we heard sirens around the clock. We saw, uh, trucks filled with bodies on the street. Like Mm -hmm. it was really random of who was getting hit. And it was just like I've never seen the Hunger Games but I assume that's a good reference is that a good reference like the Hunger Games I mean honest I I don't know like maybe kind of (laughs) worse okay it's worse than the Hunger Games yeah serious um like I said never saw the Hunger Games but I think given that like I feel pretty lucky to have made it out of that alive Mm -hmm. um given the situation and where we were. Yeah. I also really just always like birthdays. Um, consider yes. this like only child baggage of just, I appreciate a day once a year to celebrate me. Mm-hmm. And therefore it's always been exciting. Like another year, that's cool. Um, and I think it just brings up that everybody's opinions and thoughts and experience with aging is just so subjective. Yeah. And maybe that's the first place to start and kind of myth busting this idea of fear 
society obviously gives you a lot of messages that aging isn't okay. Like we could be here until next Tuesday trying to hash out every single example we get on a daily basis of why aging is bad. Mm-hmm. But it's also really interesting because I think those messages, like I said, make people think that there's like this objective experience and it's bad. And I think that is some people's personal experience, but I also think sometimes it's just people parroting what we're told that like aging is bad because of this, this, and this, you know, like you get wrinkles, you lose this, like your hair goes gray. And yes, some of the physical changes are everyone's experience, but there are also people who don't experience that at a certain age or they do it earlier. So apparently Jarrell was a preteen, like who knew? Mm -hmm. Um, And some people do it later. And some people don't really notice a lot of limitations. Some people think life gets better with age. So it's kind of this idea to just give examples of it's not actually this objective experience that everyone goes through. And like, we're all just buying time until we inevitably hit like the aging space and everything is terrible. Yeah. But I, you know, before we started recording, I had said to me, it it seems like it's almost like this uh, emotional contagion um, of like, oh, like you have to, like, this is the worst thing. I mean, this this is also very American, this conversation. So putting that into context, right? um, that like, it's the worst thing to get older and like, oh my God, your life when you're 30, oh, you you haven't, you haven't done anything with your life. Uh, you should be ashamed. Or when you hit 40 and, oh, if you haven't been married and like, you're just a failure in relation and like so on and so forth. Um, and it just feels like a lot of the conversation about it is people regurgitating, as you said, like the same kind of message of like, it's terrible. Aging is terrible. Aging is terrible. And I think, yeah, like the first point is giving ourselves space to take a step back and sort of say like, okay, but do I really think that? Do I really feel that way? Is that my experience? Is that the experience of people immediately around me or the people I've directly witnessed aging? Or is that just like the stuff that's floating around in the ether? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think even taking it a little bit deeper, this whole idea that aging is bad. Mm -hmm. Sure. When you're older, you might lose some things that you mm-hmm. had when you were younger. There might be a loss, but yeah. isn't there also a gain for a lot yeah. of people? Totally. So what's the end net result, right? Like mm-hmm. why do we automatically assume because there's certain things that we don't have because we're not young anymore that we didn't gain enough as we get older to offset that, if that right. makes sense. But that it's like worse. because Right. Of like right. why is it worse by default just because yeah. it wasn't, it's not how it was. Mm-hmm. That happens in life all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you move through the different spaces in your life and sometimes you gain things, things are better. Sometimes it's, you have to take a loss, but the goal is to hopefully end up with a net positive, but why isn't aging a net positive? Why haven't you necessarily gained more than you've lost? And I don't think people really think about it that way. It just, we, like you said, it's a very American thing, get very stuck on all the things we've lost. Well, what about the things you gain when you get older? Yeah. And also not for nothing. I feel like, especially in American culture, that loss is really only about beauty. Um, And obviously the perception of beauty, right. Of just like most of that loss that people talk about is like, because they don't look the same. 
Uh-huh. Right? Like, oh, I'm, I've lost elasticity in my face or my skin, or I've lost clarity in my complexion, or, um, you know, I've lost the body that I had when I was 20. Um, it, a lot of it just centers around managing the perception of appearance, which I find very sad personally. Um, and because like life is so much richer than that, it can obviously, it obviously is important. Um, and in terms of how we navigate relationships of all kinds, but it's also one part of the puzzle. And like the range of normal <laughs> with respect to that is much wider than we, than we seem to acknowledge. It's also all a social construct, yeah. right? Who decided that wrinkles are not hot. Yeah. We did, right? Someone right. decided and the beauty industry that's billions of worth billions of dollars decided, yeah. right? Like or but, gray hair and yeah. Right. Like who's <laughs> to say that gray hair is not superior, right? Like you, you take a step back and you look at these truths and I'm putting that in air quotes that we hold and are they actually true? Like who decided that, right? Like right. why is it not beautiful to get older? Because that means that you survived, <laughs> you lived right. your life, right? You survived everything that happened to you. You got lucky in the sense of that nothing happened to you that you couldn't survive. Why are we not praising that? And then you think about that. And a lot of that is, you know, the beauty industry, like you said, mm-hmm. skincare, makeup, hair, all of these things. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to subscribe to that. We can reject that notion and say, no, it actually is beautiful to have someone who has gone through life and that the appearance of that can be beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. If you decide it is right. Like you don't yeah. have to subscribe to this idea that all these industries are pushing on you. Yeah. I remember also, well, let me back up for a second because I, as someone who grade started to grade very early in life, which like, by the way, I never thought it was 13. I thought it was like late in high school. No, no, no. It was like literally 13. Wow. Um, it was like, or somewhere around there. It could have been a little earlier, actually. Um, oh yeah. That was, tracks for you though. Like the whole old soul vibe, like that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, but um, on the gray hair front, like <laughs> this is all also aging myself is that the two main role models I had aside from like, just like men in my family, um, was uh, Rogue, the comic X Men character who had like has this cool gray streak, and Stacy London from What Not to Wear. I remember because like that was like her thing that everyone talked about, and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool that like I didn't realize then like what that meant or like if it was genetic or not. Uh, but I was like, oh, this is just cool that there's someone like with this random gray streak in their hair. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, a few years ago, I heard this thing. Uh, it's probably several, many, even years ago at this point, where uh, someone said, "Oh, I really, I really appreciate having laugh lines because it's kind of like the the happy memories are just etched into your face." And I just thought that was like so beautiful and poetic to think about, like how obviously judgmental we are about wrinkles and there here was this framing of oh like this is your this is these are the memories of all the good memories that you carry with you right Mm -hmm. the fact that you have laugh lines is a privilege it means you had experiences 
that made you smile and stretched your skin. And like, I was just like, wow, that's just a wonderful way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember hearing that and I was like, ah, it was like one of those moments where even just like intellectually, like it clicked differently. I'm like, wow, that's a really interesting way to think about things. Yeah, I love that. And it's just this idea too, like I said, going back of what if there is a better way to think about aging? Mm-hmm. And what if it's not what you've been told? And how does that change things for you if you feel like you can adapt that philosophy versus the one that floats around society pretty regularly? Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about the mostly real experience of aging. And I say that mostly because mm-hmm you'll see why, um, of physical ability. For sure. I think that's another big thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to call some people out who might be saying like, oh, you know, I can't get out of bed in the morning because I'm 45 or whatever it is, right? People say like, oh, when I was 20, this is a very common thing. And, and by the way, this is, I believe also true. You know, when I was 20, I used to stay out till four o'clock in the morning and then go to work at 7am. And now that I'm 35, like, oh my God, I would die. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is true. Mm-hmm. And two points. One, not everyone experiences things like that at the same age, right? Mm-hmm. You hear stories of people who are like dancing in their 80s right. or swimming every day in their 90s. I think I just heard something on the news or on the internet or somewhere about like a woman was talking about a show that she went to see and she was 103 years old. So she's out and about going to see shows at 103. So that's not a given experience that you're going to lose your ability to live your life just because you get older. Now, similar to what we said before, it might look a little bit different, right? You might be a little bit slower. You might need a device that assists you, right? You might need some type of other accommodation, but that doesn't mean you're not living your life. And that brings me to the other point of a lot of that conversation is actually pretty ableist because there are people significantly younger than those who would be considered quote unquote old who have that experience. It's not just an aging situation, right? You can go up to somebody and say, you know, oh, you know, can't do this thing like I did when I was 20, you know, now that I'm 40 and maybe that 40 year old you're talking to has not had that experience because they're still dancing around doing their thing. Or perhaps that person had that experience when they were 15 mm-hmm. or 25. Right. And so kind of separating this idea that aging means loss, you know, as we talked about earlier, but also since the physical limitation is such a big part of it is just to remember that that can actually happen to you at any point in time. Yeah. You don't have to be old or older to have that occur. And maybe it doesn't occur until you're 103, like that wonderful woman who's enjoying her show. You know, maybe you're slowing down when you're 92, or maybe you're slowing down when you're 40 mm-hmm. because your body is different. And I think equating some of those changes to age is valid, but I think sometimes we equate too much of those changes yeah. to age versus just like individual experience in a human body. And I wonder how much more empathetic we would be to those changes, both, you know, in social situations and also in medical situations if we didn't just say, oh, well, you're getting older and like chalk it up to that, but rather Mm -hmm. realize that like aging is not necessarily a given in terms of like bodily changes that means you're losing something. Yeah. I mean, I think 
I think you said it well when you said like we overemphasize um, and over attribute bodily changes to aging. Um, obviously there is that general trend, but like that that occurs across the span of a lifetime, <laughs> right? And so like things tend to happen gradually unless there are specific individual things that do happen for people for whatever reason. Obviously genetic plays a big role, lifestyle factors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, we, we really do insensitively talk about our bodies aging um, in like really harsh ways, mm-hmm. you know, like we say like, oh, I'm falling apart or um, I don't know, like that kind of language. I'm like, or, <laughs> or it's like your body's changing as it does. And, or like, maybe it's not specific to aging because aging is relatively arbitrary. Um, Obviously the general trend is true, which we talked about, but otherwise it's like, maybe there's actually something that you need to tend to on your own person Mm -hmm. that is not a quote unquote, the natural process of aging. Um, Because the natural process of aging if you're fortunate enough, is very gradual and happens across your lifespan, your entire lifespan. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And there are examples of people who get stronger physically as they get older for various reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't dedicate the time to taking care of themselves in the same way Mm -hmm. through movement in their 20s as they are in their 40s or 50s. Mm -hmm. Um, And in which case you might feel better. Mm -hmm. And there's also this, right. And there's also this idea as well that yes, things are going to change and yes, some things might break down and yes, aging could be a cause, but it's not the only cause Mm -hmm. and it's not a given to the degree some people might fear. Yeah. Um, And I think it's something too, going back to this idea of like, are there changes? Yes. Are they necessarily worse? I don't know. I don't know that that's a given that people can universally say. And I think kind of the takeaway of all of this is that, right? Is that we put this idea of aging in this bad things box, when in reality, maybe it just belongs in the neutral things box. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, right? It's just the thing that happens to you, but it doesn't have to mean all of this doom and gloom. And, you know, why would you want it to, if there's an alternative way of looking at it? Mm-hmm. seems like it'd be better to view it just as like oh I'm getting older I'm living more life and you know I'll deal with whatever comes from that you know in my person and otherwise mm-hmm. I'd also like to throw out the point to close that the only other alternative to aging is to be dead right so aging looks pretty good given mm-hmm. the fact that that's a very realistic and only possible choice you have to make Mm -hmm. so there's that yeah thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please share with a friend leave a rating and review and subscribe new episodes every other wednesday and we will catch you next time bye